everyone, and welcome back to Collectively Coexisting, a podcast by Remember the Girls. Every month, as part of our Care Connections program, we feature a different X-linked disease, and this month, in the month of June, we are featuring a fragile X syndrome. Care Connections is sponsored by Horizon Therapeutics, Sanofi, and Ultragenics Pharmaceutical. And today we have with us Evelyn, who we are so excited to have share her story with Fragile X Syndrome. So Evelyn, thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited to learn more about you and introduce you to our community. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself before we jump in, that would be great. Sure. So um, I always knew there was something wrong with me to start out, but I never knew what it was. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Then my nephew, my sister's son was born and he was told, we were told he has fragile X. He would be institutionalized for the rest of his life. And the carriers are fine. They're not affected. So fast forward a few years, um, they decided carriers were affected. My sister has died from Faxtas. Um, her son has lots of medical problems from being a carrier, and my son does, has autism from being a carrier, and I have many issues as well from being a carrier, and it's frustrating because doctors are just starting to uh, realize, know that they have heard of fragile X syndrome, which is different than carrier issues, but some car- but they don't understand what carriers are, and they don't want to know. And I have found that some carriers are so affected. I've heard it referred to as fragile X light, not myself, but it's a serious medical condition and nobody seems to recognize it. Definitely. And it's, you know, it's so similar to the x link conditions in our group, fragile mm-hmm. X being one of them. But, you know, just the fact that for so long, it was thought that males were just affected, that females were just carriers and Well, now there is, you know, literature that shows females are affected. It's still not widely known by medical professionals at all. So we still have such a long way to go. Um, I'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your sister. Could you talk a little bit more about, I think you said the, is that the associated tremor syndrome with fragile X? Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. She had a fragile X tremor and ataxia syndrome. She did not have tremors. Everyone is um, affected in a different way. And usually women are spared the disease, but she had it. She was hit very hard. She had a situation where the nerves in her stomach and her bowel and bladder died. So she slowly but surely, it's, she lived for 10 years. Uh, and she at the point where she could no longer eat or drink anymore, and she had a hard time walking, uh, she, she took her own life with a doctor-assisted suicide, but to me, it was just a regular suicide because she didn't tell anyone. So I am still devastated because I feel guilty. Why did she get it and not me? I just feel bad about the whole thing, you know? Yeah, well, I I can't imagine what that would be like. And especially, you know, these X-linked diseases can affect women in the same family so differently. And I think there can be a lot of guilt, like you mentioned, like why, you know, is my sister more severely affected with these symptoms and, you know, is struggling physically, mentally with what she has to go through. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure she also faced a lot of difficulty in accessing the proper care. Like how, how did that go? Like you and her, you know, how have you talked to, tried to like talk to doctors about this? Oh, well, um, we, we, our doctor is the world renowned specialist, 
Dr. Rondi Hagerman. And um, we've I've been in her um, her premutation carrier study group, but I don't think they're funded any longer. So we just went to her. But my sister lived in New Jersey, and because of the dying of the of the um, muscles or everything dying in her digestive tract, she had to get a colostomy bag near the end. And the doctor, the surgeon, comes in before her surgery, and he says what does fragile X have to do with needing a colostomy bag? He didn't even look it up what yeah, she had. Wow. And she was just so, she didn't even care. Like I'm still angry, but she was just like, nothing, just do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're just, um, Dr. Hagerman tells me it's worse on the East coast, this sort of ignorance, but not admitting to it. And you're not going to tell me what things I don't know you know, from doctors. And it's so frustrating. It really is, especially, you know, I think as women, we face like additional barriers of being um, hysteria. You know, she doesn't yeah, stop like, crying. Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, maybe, you know, the symptoms are mentally related, not physically. They are. like, you know, we have to face all these like additional barriers on top of like, having yeah. these conditions where are not only yeah. rare, but we're in this even smaller subgroup being females who yeah. um, have these conditions as well. So let's talk a little bit more about your experience. So when you first um, found out about Fragile X, <coughs> so you said at the beginning, you always felt like something was different, but what emotions did you go through when you learned about Fragile X? And then when you eventually learned that you had symptoms of Fragile X? Um, well, not a fragile X syndrome, but I have carrier symptoms. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in on one way, on one hand, I was relieved and I felt sort of vindicated, but I also felt really angry because even though I'm relieved and vindicated, nobody believes me. And I can't take back the time when my parents who were very well-meaning didn't understand why I wasn't, didn't like to read. So one of the uh, possible things you can have as a carrier is ADHD. And I was diagnosed with that in my early fifties. And that also was upsetting because I thought of all the lost missed opportunities. Um, I'm not unintelligent. I just couldn't focus. Yeah. Going your whole life, you know, without being diagnosed with that and getting the proper management, like nobody you, knew I what it was feeling yeah. angry and so yes. then how how has it affected um, your future? You know, you said um, you're over 50s now. Like what, when you think about the future, you know, do you have to be on the lookout for symptoms related to being a carrier or have you met other women who are carriers of Fragile X? Like how has it impacted you in that way? I have not met other women, no. Um, and I know there's many out there. It's really not that rare because they say, Fragile X syndrome is a leading cause of mental retardation in boys. So though all those boys have mothers and they say 50% yeah. of carriers are affected. Some carriers don't even know it, but they still can get fax tasks in their fifties and sixties. Mm -hmm. um, so I take supplements and I see Dr. Hagerman every two years to make sure that if I do get fax tasks, it'll keep it at bay, maybe help me. I'm just worried about my son who's a carrier and he, um, 
I don't know if it the same with all the X-linked uh, diseases you're discussing with other women, but uh, there are repeats, CGG repeats. It's like a biological term. And mm -hmm. we have a stutter on the FMR1 gene. My son has like double the amount of stutters and he has, um, uh, I guess you call it high functioning autism. Uh, he's of uh, nor very normal intelligence, above average, but socially he's just, um, you know, terrified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I hope yeah, I answered so, the question. <laughs> no, you did. So yeah, just for our listeners. So Fragile X is a little bit different um, than many other excellent conditions because of the fact that it is based on those numbers of repeats. Um, and with Fragile X, unlike other excellent conditions, males can be considered carriers depending on the number of repeats that they have. Mm -hmm. um, in most excellent diseases, it's pretty, I guess, it's not straightforward, but they pretty much mm -hmm. say males are affected, their patients and females are carriers, but Fragile X is definitely more nuanced in terms of mm -hmm. um, how it affects males and females, but also based on the number of repeats that a person mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, regardless, I'm sure it causes a lot of uncertainty, you know, for yourself, for your son, not I'm really knowing worried. how very you can worried. be affected by it. Yeah, I'm very, you know, I'm scared for him. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a big question mark. And then when my son was born, he's 19 now, they said, um, well, carriers are mostly unaffected, but you're going to look, look for some anxiety. And which is the number one symptom of the full fragile X mutation uh, syndrome as well. And I had the most crippling anxiety as a child. And of course my son did, but I didn't think he'd also have autism. So mm -hmm. they just didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah. So they, many unknowns. Mm -hmm. So I know. And I remember, uh, you and I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you, yeah. no, no, you finish your point. I don't remember what I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I was just going to ask, so I know we only connected um, recently, but I was curious, you know, now you're part of our Remember the Girls uh, group on Facebook. So I wanted to ask just how uh, you found the Remember the Girls group. Well, um, I'm not sure, but I probably found it because maybe you had an ad or something about, are you an X-linked carrier? And I'm like very hungry to be uh, a spokesperson and, and educate people about yeah. it. Um, there is only one, all the articles are very, um, so I jumped on it. All the articles on the premutation or carrier syndrome is, uh, are very scholarly articles. There is one sort of mainstream article in National Geographic from a couple of years ago, but it's not good enough. It's not, you know, nobody read it. <laughs> Yeah. So you're saying that having more articles that are sort of like patient friendly and not just super yeah. research focused. Yeah. I think that's so important because, you know, for like an ordinary person like us who are not, you know, trained in medicine, trying to like decipher these articles and understand what it means for us. It just, mm -hmm. it's a whole job in and of itself. So yeah. I think that that's a huge thing. Um, I know that you consider yourself um, a carrier um, and in some other excellent diseases, uh, females, if they have symptoms, call themselves patients or females with the disease affected or symptomatic carriers. But just in general, what does the term carrier mean to you as a woman who is a carrier of Fragile X and who has symptoms? Um, well, it's, it, 
it's changed since um, as the new research has evolved. Uh, you know, before I didn't think very much of it because you can't help it. But now I think about it a lot. I feel like, you know, guilty in a way that I've brought this into my family and guilty about my sister, anger that my parents didn't know. They didn't know. I it started, my mother really started to catch on before she passed. Um, I just feel like I need to educate people. I wish I could, but, um, you know, my husband tells me, stop bringing your doctor's articles. They don't want to read them. <laughs> And they don't. They look at the articles by Dr. Hagerman, who who actually discovered fax tests because yeah. she noticed a lot of the grandfathers escorting their daughters with the fragile X children had shakes. And so they went through life as carriers, not knowing it. They were fine. Yeah. So I just feel like I feel afflicted, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that bringing that research is important even you know even if that medical professional doesn't necessarily take the time to read through all the pages at least you're leaving an impression of you know maybe now the next time they hear fragile x in their career they'll they'll remember you and they'll remember yeah. the things that you told them so i think that it mm -hmm. definitely even though it can like feel frustrating having to be that person who is like educating um the medical professionals it it's important nonetheless. Um, I know you mentioned that you had been involved in Dr. Hegerman's um, pre-mutation carrier study. I was going to ask just if you could talk a little bit about your involvement in research efforts for Fragile X. Well, um, I, I'm not sure if it's still happening because they stopped getting funding, but they were just testing me on you know, on everything from balance to tremors to, I had to take like IQ kind of tests. And because I have ADHD, I mean, those tests are exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I do have like slight tremors. I do, I do have slight balance issues, but I also am a fitness person. I do yoga. So um, Dr. Hagerman thinks uh, exercise, a lifetime of exercise, because that's my profession has mm -hmm. saved me from fax tests. She thinks exercise has um, is an antioxidant. And she thinks since I've been doing it for so many years, it might have saved me. So I just wish people knew that. Mm -hmm. So what are your hopes for the future um, for carriers of Fragile X? Um, well, I'm hoping that it will be more out in the open and more understood and seen as a, you know, what are some of the things that everyone knows about now that they didn't used to? Like, um, I guess fragile X syndrome, most people know what that is now, but they can't distinguish the two. I just hope that it's out there like something that everyone's heard of. And then yeah. of course I hope they find a cure for fax tests and um, for the other illnesses that premature ovarian failure. There are a lot of neuropsychiatric illnesses. I'm not sure if they can be avoided or not. But it, it would just be good to have more research. That's my... Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Okay, so um, if you could go back to before you knew about Fragile X, mm -hmm. what is something that you would tell yourself? Wow, that's such a good question. Let me take a sip of my Gatorade. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess... I guess um, 
I don't know. I mean, I would have been so flipped out to have even known this. I guess not to be so sensitive and emotional about it because it's not helpful to anyone, not even me, but that is part of the symptom of being a character carrier. You take environmental things that happen. Normal people might get upset, but I mean, I take it like to the nth degree. I get so emotional. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom was killed by a car while she was crossing the street in 2009 by a, a hit and run driver. He never, nobody oh stopped. Gosh. She died That's alone horrible. in the street. So I'm, I know, so I'm still not over that. And will I ever, I don't know, but it's just like, you know, I guess I would have told myself, just try to sit back and take deep breaths. You don't have any control over what you're born with, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm hard, sorry to hear um, about your Thank mom. You. That's- so devastating. Um, it is. So yeah. at the end of uh, all of our interviews, we, we ask um, just for one word. So when you think of Remember the Girls, um, what is one word that comes to mind? I'm, I want to say hope, but I feel like that's too corny. Um, <laughs> but that's what I see this as, hope and, okay, um, education, knowledge. That's what I hope for. And I, and I see hope as well. You know, people need to know. Yeah. Thank you so much.